words, words, words. Hello and welcome to the show, the word show. This is audios to your ears, courtesy of us. If you like words, we're we're gonna say them. We're gonna My say. My God, one language, one language only. English today. We might get to some other languages in the future, but for now, never. No, never. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I'm it's gonna only... take that off the target right here and now. That. Sure. It, it would be hard to learn a second language just so that we could say all the words. The in lingual it. exploration aspect of this show is one that no one has asked for. Yes. And you know what? We're going to give it to you. That's, I mean. The, no, the nothing that you have asked for. When, when we started this show, we started it with one goal in mind, and that was to say every word. And if you weren't on board with that with episode one, uh-huh. you sure as shooter on board by now. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the opposite. <laughs> no. Are you sure shoot are not on board with it by now? No, they love it. They love to hear us say the words, uh-huh. all of them, every single word. Several different types. From short words to long words, adjectives. Flabbergasted. Uh, curmudgeonly. Okay, <laughs> I'll say a type of word and then you say a word All right, that's that fits it. Okay, great. Um, a noun. Boat. <laughs> a verb. Sail. An adverb. Swimmingly. Wow, that was really good. (laughs) I got I got nautical on the mind. I guess. (laughs) Yeah, totally. What can I say? I'm married to the sea. (laughs) (laughs) That would be like an incredible um, catch line for a show about like a little ten year old boy. Who just loves to like race boats or something, <laughs> or it's something about a ten-year-old boy at sea? And what he says is, "What can I say? I'm married to the sea." He schools everybody in the local regatta, yeah. and all the old hoity-toities are like, "This guy is not even out of school." I'm 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 to the sea. I'm old ass money. What's this guy? What's this little kid doing here? <laughs> I'm just married to my wife. <laughs> the sea. <laughs> and everybody goes, oh, it's it's. I like it now. <laughs> it would be called um, <laughs> Joey Boat. <laughs> great, great show. Uh, I wish we could say we watched an episode of Joey Boat, <laughs> but instead. Uh, we are the podcast, The Island Shuffle. Yeah, we talk about Lost. We talk about Lost, and we watch it in the wrong order. Yeah. And this week, <laughs> what we do <laughs> is we watch an episode of season one, <laughs> episode, <laughs> sorry, season three, episode 11, called Enter 77. Yes. I was distracted because James Brown put his glasses on his microphone. It's a really funny look, actually. I might take a photo. Honestly, please do, because it's very funny. Well, you can keep going while I do this. I'll keep going. Don't let your glasses fall off of your microphone yeah. and let them break. <laughs> They're expensive. They're expensive. And is this joke worth a new pair of glasses? <laughs> Definitely not. It's not that funny. It's not that funny, but it's charming. Uh, so what we do upon this show, as I said, watch Lost in a Random Order. This week, uh, kind of exciting because, you know, we're quite deep into Lost. We generally have a good sense of the entire structure of the show at this point. But this sh- episode arrives in the middle of a block of like six episodes or so that we haven't seen. Six or seven episodes. So we have very little immediate context for what's going on. And the episode is self-contained enough that it's actually kind of fine, kind of works out. Yeah, it's good. It's like really good, actually. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Um, my The part of this episode that I liked most is this um, seems to be in the block where they push in our favorite characters, Nikki and Paolo. Yes, so yes. 
It's like whenever we first saw, so Nikki and Paolo, mm-hmm. legendarily, I guess, have this god awful mm-hmm. standalone episode in the third season. Mm-hmm. And whenever we saw that episode, I don't think we had been introduced to them yet. No, not at all. And I think we maybe have seen them in one other episode yeah. so far. But it seems like this is like in a maybe four or five episode run where they just try and like create these new characters out of thin air. Yeah, they kind of like are peppered in. There's a B plot where they're just kind of around hanging out. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, okay, this is where we are. This is where Nikki and Paolo is hiding. Yeah. So it's funny. It's fun that this is a little black hole and like lost that we haven't quite seen much yeah. of yet mm-hmm. is the Nikki and Paolo uh, arc. Yeah. <laughs> Extended <laughs> arc. Exactly. <laughs> it's fun to learn more about them. It is. It's al- It's always fun to hear from them. Uh, this is a Saeed episode. It's uh, the Saeed episode. All about our favorite uh, Iraqi uh, former re- member of the re- Torturer, yes. Yeah. Um, where do you want to start on this one? Um, I could do, honestly, I could do flashback. Yeah? I kind of like that, yeah. Yeah, I think it's the most, like, contained, most sensical. Yeah. Like, it's a pretty straightforward story, and it's by far, like, the, the strong point dramatically of this episode. Yeah, let's start there for sure. Uh, so Saeed is a chef now. Uh, we're all very proud of Saeed because uh-huh. he can cook a mean dish. So I guess this is post Saeed escaping. Yes. Iraqi. Yes. Um, like leaving the service. Yes. And this is in fact takes place in Paris, France. Oh, it's in Paris. Paris. Yeah. I guess I life. saw the Eiffel Tower. Of course, it's Paris. Mm-hmm. It would be funny if <laughs> if you saw the Eiffel Tower and then the final scene was like, well. It. I've been haunted ever since I came here to Brampton, Ontario, oh my God. <laughs> for some shit. <laughs> came here to Des Moines, uh, Idaho. Brampton, Ontario. <laughs> ever since I came here to London, <laughs> Ontario. D- double twist. Yes. Uh. My God. Um, but no, he's in Paris. No, he's in and Paris. And he's working as a chef. Working yeah, I guess so. Making an honest living, cooking a decent grub. And this, there is this man who just loves Saeed's food. He says, yummy. Yummy. Get Come me. here, chef. My compliments to the chef. Wait, don't even bother. Send, Give me the chef and I'll give him the compliments myself. Which is something I've never seen before. No. Maybe I don't go to the right type of... I definitely don't go to the right type <laughs> of restaurants. <laughs> but I, I'm unconvinced that this is a real thing of like... Calling out the chef to uh, tell him how good the food is. Well, Saeed is rightfully suspicious of this. Yeah, yeah. he's like, what? This makes no sense. He's like, yeah, basically the guy is like, this is delicious. Um, Also, uh, where are you from, sir? And Saeed, A, uses a fake name and and B, claims he's from Syria. And Buddy calls him out on it, starts speaking in Arabic and saying... I know you're Iraqi. You're as Iraqi as me. I can tell. Don't even worry about it. You idiot. Um, and so then the guy says, listen, I'll pay you double what you're making now if you come work at my restaurant. Said is obviously like, you, this is, you do this for a stranger because you liked one dish? Uh-huh. And the man says, hey, we got to look out for each other. Uh, and also, I my chef just quit. So, you know. Chill. Uh, so chill. Sounds like a great opportunity. Sounds like a great opportunity for Said, Right. This sure, nice man who uh, knows good food when he sees it. A, ni- a nice man uh, who can also tell that he's Iraqi. Uh-huh. And so Saeed says, what have I got to lose? Goes to the restaurant and says, hello, I'm looking for a man named Sammy. 
and uh sugar sammy sugar sammy and sammy says ah, sugar sammy lives in paris sugar sammy lives in paris and runs a restaurant and <laughs> yeah. is from iraq <laughs> and says hey glad you can make it said uh you know this is my restaurant make yourself at home i'd also like you to meet my wife and uh he Sa- says it like borat for some reason he says it like borat in a way that is <laughs> Not funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a really tense moment, yeah. and the guy goes, "Also, I'd like you to meet my wife." And then he says, "Have you seen Borat? <laughs> it's very funny. You must see it." <laughs> Which was topical because this was like 2005. Yes, at the it would have been very on the. On the <laughs> doesn't make sense in the timeline of the show. <laughs> <laughs> but the writers just loved Borat so much they just couldn't help themselves. <laughs> they had to work with him. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I've actually never seen Borat. <laughs> uh I saw it back in the day and remember thinking it was quite funny. Yeah. I, I bet it didn't age well. Oh, I doubt it aged <laughs> even a little bit. I am very, very raised eyebrows about it. <laughs> crazy did you um uh, did you hear what borat was gonna name his uh um autobiography (laughs) (laughs) i think i might have heard this one uh yeah yeah. is it gonna be is it my life yeah it's that (laughs) that's great that's good (laughs) okay (laughs) we can continue now okay finally (laughs) we got the borat out of the system we can continue talking about Saeed's horrid past. Totally. That's like really crazy, like sad storyline. <laughs> Genuinely sad. So the <laughs> wife so the wife that we made the my wife joke about <laughs> comes up and shakes Saeed's hand and Saeed realizes, oh, he's got she's got burn scars all uh-huh. the way down her, both of her arms. And <laughs> then two men grab Saeed. Uh-huh. Sammy says, Is this the man? And the wife says, yes, that is him. And Saeed says, I don't know what you're talking about, but before he can say it, get another word in, he's been conked out. They kicked the shit out of him. They really dome Saeed, who is more than capable of defending himself. Yeah. It's cool. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's Catch- really intense. Catches you off guard, for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> you know, I know it's going to be a dark and dreary torture episode for old Saeed. <laughs> Wouldn't it have been nice for Saeed to just like have a fun time in the restaurant industry? Yeah, he's just for like to oh. be like Saeed got a better job. <laughs> he got a better job. He he might have faced some challenges in the kitchen because he's not used to it as much. But guess what? He overcomes them and he learns to make the nicest dish of all. Oh, that'd be cool. It's like ratatouille. No, he doesn't get to get happy though. <laughs> I want to do messatouille. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> it's like ratatouille, but with a mess. <laughs> I feel like that <laughs> might be like a like a bootleg version. Of <laughs> yeah, Ratatouille. probably. Th- do those movies still happen? There is, in fact, a like some kind of. I want to like, say based out of Brazil. That might be wrong, but they basically their whole like marketing premise is churn out like movies as cheap as possible. Yeah, that are like technically still legally movies, but like crap ass. Uh-huh. And then name them like like this movie name for instance. Name them like really close to yeah. r- real movies. So right? that like people see them in the bargain bin and go, oh, that must be it. Uh, and there's, there's a movie. Snakes on a train. I've seen this one. The movie I'm thinking of in particular is Ratatoing. Ratatoing. Uh, it is a nightmare. It is My a full fledged nightmare. You've seen it. I've seen it. 
Uh, it's like 40 minutes long. Uh, one night of like just being on one, uh, someone put it on at like 3 a.m. And, and just we sat down and watched it all. And Dan Brown, uh, the who you may know as the voice of Yugi from Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> no, I just know him as my cousin. Oh yes, because you're James. Yeah. Um, of Brown, Jim of Jim of Brown. Jim of Brown. But Dan Brown, Yugi from Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> Yugi, Yami Yugi from Yu-Gi-Oh does have a voice in this. Anyways, that's Ratatouille. Check it out. It's Ratatouille. on YouTube somewhere. Yeah, what's this company? It's like Kapow something or... Uh, something like that. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but I wonder if they still make movies because I feel like it was such a DVD era thing. Yeah. And now that people don't buy physical movies anymore. That's I exactly feel like it. I wonder if Netflix is picking up these th- these uh, imitations. That's a good question. I feel like Amazon Prime Video has a lot of like really subpar stuff like that. It does. You can really get like caught. Like if you kn- if you like start like all these streaming sites are like here's the front front page. Here's yeah. the stuff we want you to see. But as soon as you start like looking for stuff, you just find like bizarre. There's thing. so much crazy yeah. shit. Yeah, Amazon Prime Video has a lot of um, like conspiracy sort of documentaries, which I find really interesting. That like they are both like sort of feeding conspiracy theorists while also like providing the dystopian world as well where they like own everything and they put alexa in your home and they listen to you so it's just like this bizarre yeah and then yeah so then they're like it must be the aliens or the secret one world government (laughs) and definitely not the me one of five mega corporations yeah i don't know it's very weird Hmm. It's cool. It's cool. Like it is it. cool. Yeah. It's really cool. It's chill. Whatever. Let, let's, let's give it up to Jeffrey Bezo. Yeah, send me some goddamn socks tomorrow. Send me some socks tomorrow. I'll give you 12 bucks. I'll give you... Hey, I'll give you 13. My God. That's right. Um, Where were we? Saeed's being held captive. Oh, yeah. yeah. Saeed is being held captive in a dank closet. The man gives him a bowl of water, says, sip from this bowl. And then he says, tell me the truth. You were a torturer for the Republican Guard, and you tortured my wife. You poured burning oil over my wife's arms. And Said says, listen, you are correct. I was in the Republican Guard, and I was a torturer, but I did not torture your wife. I would remember that. Uh, and so to this end, the man just starts beating him up some yeah he starts punching him in the face mm-hmm. is his wife there at the time i do think we ever find out his wife's name oh gosh i hope we find out his wife's name because the wife is pretty critical yeah she's sort of the the star but i feel bad that we don't know her name yeah but huh. she like she really speaks once she ha- she has like one scene where she speaks and severely. she is mostly referred to as my wife yeah that's true yeah. huh um, oh, whatever. N- not great. Yeah. Uh, but listen. I mean, she is his wife. <laughs> <laughs> not wrong. <laughs> not wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm she. I'm sure the that Sammy's like you know my wife. Whatever. Come here. Yeah. Like come after here. his weird Borat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We were just so caught off guard by that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, Said is basically like I c- through this like being punched in the face. Yeah. Through this being constantly, you know, brutalized, tortured effectively, he says, I cannot admit to something I didn't do. Sammy says, guess what, bucko? My wife admitted to something she didn't do. Yeah. And it's because of you. Uh, and Saeed's, But Said still is holding out. 
the man reach g- says enough of these fists of mine. Let's go for the <laughs> let's go for the big rod. How about that old pipe I got? But then the wife says no. That's enough for today. No more of this. Next scene we get is boy, what a scene. This is the scene. This is a scene. Uh th- the wife comes in with a cat. Uh-huh. He's holding the cat, petting the cat. Sits down with Saeed alone and says, listen, uh, when I fled Iraq, I didn't leave, I, and we came here, I didn't leave my house for days. I was too scared. But then I saw that this very cat outside getting tormented by some kids. And so I brought that, so I took that cat and brought it inside and said, you're my cat now. <laughs> You're really capturing the <laughs> elegant monologue that she gave. <laughs> so I took that cat and brought it inside, and I said, "You're my cat now." That's what people listen to this show, right? <laughs> for me recounting dramatically yeah. deadly serious monologues <laughs> for in in a very matter of fact <laughs> voice and paraphrasing them, kind of. That's the appeal, right? That is essentially what we do. Yeah. Well, it's funny just because Lost usually doesn't offer anything this like uh, sort of dramatically potent. I guess it really is something. It's really tense. It's like it's it's really great. Her her speech is like a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. It's like we were like both very quiet for the whole thing whereas i feel like we can sort of like make fun of it yeah um otherwise or at least but it just like it shuts you off and you have to listen to this lady and it's like a really cool monologue yeah and it's a great monologue because it also you know basically where it ends up going is i took this cat in and i cared for this cat but this cat still sometimes bites me Uh uh-huh because the cat sometimes forgets that it's safe and i understand what it's like to never feel safe to just, it's like a really powerful monologue about yeah. just like what it's like to live with trauma. Totally, yeah. You know, from Lost, the show about the smoke monster manifesting as your dad sometimes. Yeah, the polar bear in the jungle show. Well, here's just a, some real shit about trauma. Uh, and Saeed responds by breaking down uh-huh. and just like sobbing and admitting. He admits to he, he admits yeah, what it. he did. He admits to what he did. This is also a cool thing because I because yeah. when this flashback starts, you kind of the way I thought it was going, at least I remember how I thought it was going was like, you know, Saeed's getting a taste of his own medicine. He's uh-huh. going to have to he's getting tormented for something he didn't do, but he did this to other people, too. So, oh, no, uh-huh. it turns out it's actually he actually did do this thing. Totally. He did do yeah. this crime and he ha- has to actually really confront his fucking horrible deeds in yeah, a way in a way that like the person mm-hmm. he'd not even like yeah not even like via the, anything not even like this like the concept of doing it totally like actually to the person and he like breaks down yeah he says i'm sorry i'm sorry for the horrible things i've done of course i remember your face your face and every other face has haunted me ever since i left like it's you know, Lost doesn't usually get this shit right. No, totally. <laughs> it yeah. almost always kind of just fucks it up big time. But me and James were both just like, when the scene ended, we both just like looked at each other and were like, yo. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> and it felt like out of place because of 
all of the island stuff that was taking place yeah. that's like a little bit more whimsical than I think they meant for it to be. A little bit. We'll get into yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so it's like, but it was this really tense, really great scene. Mm-hmm. And how does it end? It ends with uh, the wife saying, you know, it, through tears. They're both crying. Through tears, the wife says, I forgive you. And I'm going to tell my husband that I made a terrible mistake, that it was not you who tortured me. And the insight says, why would you do that? You have every right to enact your revenge. Uh-huh. Uh, and the w- woman says, hey, uh, we are all capable of doing what those kids did to this cat. But today I'm not going to be that person. And it's like, what's the cool. what? Who yeah. who came out? Of, who's the cr- writer who came out of nowhere yeah. to like nail this one scene? Who's like, what thirty-year-old white guy from California <laughs> wrote this one? <laughs> like, is this the same person who came up with Jacob? It what is. is going on? It here? is. That's what's bonkers. Yeah. So I guess you know, stop clocks. You know, write yeah. twice a day. It's what is like. Pr- Actually, probably like a top five scene. Totally through the yeah. whole show. Yeah, like I would say so. On another because it's one of the only ones that carries like real dramatic tension, and mm-hmm. where you really get, it's like her presence in that scene is like, I don't know, it's insane. There's so much gravity to her mm-hmm. as a character, and we don't like we know so little about her. It's yeah. literally just like in that one scene, that actress sells it. Totally. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's just yeah. What a scene. That's the scene. So that's Saeed. That's the flashback. That's the flashback. Yeah. Uh, what's going on back on the island, though? My God. Well, we got our crew. We got our crew. We got our classic crew. You've got to have Saeed there, of course. <laughs> but you've also got Locke and Kate. Uh, you know, some other very top-tier guys. Uh-huh. Those are uh, prime <laughs> candidates to <laughs> join any crew. Any crew. And who else is here? Of course, you got to have Danielle Rousseau. Danielle Rousseau. <laughs> what is she doing with <laughs> these people? Hanging out. <laughs> this makes no sense. <laughs> they're hanging out. <laughs> they're hanging out. They're friends, and they're going on a journey to save their friend Jack from I the I guess others. they're going to see this weird house. I guess that's why they have Rousseau. That's what it is. Rousseau is knows where a thing is. Mm-hmm. Rousseau, if you're going into the jungle alone, having Rousseau on your side, far yeah. from the worst thing to have. It's cool. But then Saeed stumbles into a cow. A cow. A cow? A cow on this island? What the freak? What is going on here? Well, guess what? That cow belongs to some weird farmhouse. A farmhouse? Saeed sees a farmhouse. <laughs> they all see it now. <laughs> They're all like, wow, there's a cat, there's hay, there's a building. This is wacky. Let's there's, go check it let's out. Let's go check it out. Rousseau, immediately, sensible one, says, no. No, this is insane. I am not going into a farmhouse that is clearly occupied with livestock. Yeah. Someone lives here, so bye. I'm back to living alone in the woods again. Uh, Saeed decides to approach unarmed uh-huh. uh, and gets shot. <laughs> yeah, in the arm. In the arm. He tries. They try to unarm him. Ah, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Imagine if he gets shot and both his arms just fly off. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be one heck of a shot. 
some marksmanship. Uh, that would be impressive. Give that man the gold medal. <laughs> Give him the gold medal for gun. He gets, and you know who's shooting him? <gasps> Who? It's the one-eyed man. The one-eyed man. Eye patch man. Eye patchy. We've seen him around in some other late season three eps. Uh-huh. He's an antagonist of sorts. <laughs> but this is He's scary because he has an eye patch. He's scary because he's an eye patch and he talks. And he's Russian. He's Russian and grizzled. Yeah. Uh, but this it would be the normal audience's first time seeing this man. Yeah. He's it's cool. Well, they would have seen him before right. on a camera one on a, time. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but this is th- our first time meeting him in the flesh, let's yeah. say. Let's not say that. <laughs> <laughs> we won't say that. We won't say that. We're never saying that again. But so he shoots Saeed, and then he like runs out of the little yes. farmhouse. Mm-hmm. But he gets uh, ambushed by Kate and Locke, who hold him back at gunpoint. They have guns. And Locke says, all right, I'm going to check out inside. And the man says, my name is Mikhail, and I am the last surviving member of the Dharma Initiative. Oh, shit. And he's got like a Dharma jumpsuit on. He's got a Dharma jumpsuit on, and he... um. Uh, also, while he's shooting Saeed, he's like, "You're one of the hostiles. You're a liar. Yeah, you're an, you're one of the others." And Saeed, like, they're bu- they're all like, "No, no, no. We're from a plane crash. No, no, no. Classic, like, mm-hmm. classic, you know, classic lost bullshit." Uh, so, uh, Mikhail says, "All right, let me make it up to you by sewing up your bullet wound, Saeed." And Saeed, <laughs> and so Saeed's getting stitched up, and Mikhail's kind of just like giving a long monologue about like, you know, his whole deal, which is, you know. He was with the Soviet military. Uh-huh. Then, you know, the Soviet Union fell, and he was out of a job. So he replied to a newspaper ad to join the Dharma Initiative and came here ever since. And then he talks a little more about, like, you know, what happened to the rest of the Dharma Initiative, how they got purged. And he's basically like, they let me live because I chose not to participate in the purge. And as long as I don't leave, you know, my fence, as long uh-huh. as I don't cross my fence, they leave me be. It's fine. Uh it's worth noting that there's also a j- big honkin' satellite dish on this uh, farmhouse. Uh-huh. Uh, this farmhouse is... Consi- it's got computers and shit. It's got computers and shit. Uh, intercut with this whole monologue is l- Kate and Locke looking around at the place. Uh-huh. And there's a lot of things happening at once where, like, Kate like Kate finds, like, a pile of, like, circuit boards. Locke opens a fridge and finds just some meat and stuff. Oh, yeah, big meat fridge. It really does a good job of, like, establishing a setting. Yeah. Uh, and this is also mentioned, you know, also during this monologue, Mikhail mentions, like, this is one of the Dharma stations. It's not just a crazy barn house. Uh-huh. It's a Dharma station. And the, pur- the purpose of it is to communicate with the outside world. But the satellite dish doesn't work anymore. So they broke whatever. it. They broke it. Satellite machine broke. Whatever. Ever since the purge, we haven't been able to talk anymore. Exactly. Rip. Uh, Can't so be on my MSN. <laughs> yeah, hit, hit me on my mobile. Hit me on my BlackBerry. My BlackBerry. Because uh, the satellite dish don't work no more. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a comically large satellite dish, too. Yeah, it's giant. Well, do you remember those old uh, satellite dishes? No. <laughs> Like, I remember some of them, um, just like the old, old ones before the, like, standard size sort of silvery looking thing. Right. There would be some people with these old ones that you have to, like, hook up in your front yard. Oh, my god! And it's this giant, like, eight foot tall structure. I, I do not have a memory of that. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. I remember I can think of two mm. that I've seen ever. Oh, in my, li- in my lifetime, I can only... 
And that's odd because you're younger than me, but yeah. like I only remember the little silvery ones. Yeah, no, that was I guess PEI was late to the trend, you know? Maybe, yeah. Which is sounds like PEI, but also weird that New Brunswick would be on top of it. <laughs> yeah, New New Brunswick is a modern province. Yeah, you know, some some would disagree. <laughs> There's an amount of modernity there. Sh- sure, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll accept that. <laughs> But he's just trying to watch satellite TV he's is just, all I'm saying. Yeah, he's just trying to see the West Coast football games. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I also, like, I like this scene. It does a good job of, like, dumping a lot of information at once, even though it is, like, clearly artificial. Yeah. It feels, it feels pretty all right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Mikael is a fun character, and him pretending to be something is fun. Yes, that is very fun. Uh, so... Uh, also, I want to point out that while Mikhail's doing surgery, he's wearing glasses over his eye patch. Yeah, which is cool. That is a great I've never look. seen that before. Uh, so also, while Locke is fucking around, he finds a computer. And what's on this computer? This, like, Commodore 64-looking-ass computer. It's a game of chess. It's a game of chess. And he says yes. I'm going to play this game of chess now. And, he and said, that is what he does for a while. He does that for quite a bit. Uh, and so, uh, Mikhail finishes stitching up Saeed uh-huh. and says, all right, how about this? Let me hook you up with some iced tea, buddy. Hell and yes, Saeed's Mikhail. Like, and Saeed's like... Says to make up for it. To make up for, for the shooting. you. And Saeed's like, sounds good. Uh, so while Mikhail's doing <laughs> in the kitchen, uh, Kate and Saeed kind of like break it down and they're like, does this make sense to you? Does it make sense to you that the others would just let this guy live with all this like comms equipment lying around? Uh-huh. And Saeed's like, you're right. It doesn't make sense. He's obviously in a, on uh-huh. a hospital. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I love. Oh yeah. It's like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I love is obviously another. This new guy who gets introduced immediately goes on a whole spiel about his backstory and then say it's like obvi- it just like not oh, even not even like five minutes later just like that's all a lot yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Saeed's like, a smart guy Saeed's a smart guy this is a great episode for Saeed being a smart guy um and kate's like well what are we still doing here and Saeed says well i don't know how many people how we may he may not be the only one yeah he seems pretty certain that this yeah. guy's not alone, which I don't understand how he knows that. I don't think he's certain. He's n- he's not willing to assume that he is uh-huh. alone. That makes I sense. think that's what it is. So uh, Mikhail brings back some iced tea, and they have a really awkward conversation where both of the guys know that they know that they know. Yeah. But they don't know that they know that they know. Uh-huh. They, know. they don't know that the other person knows that they know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then eventually, like, uh, <laughs> uh, Mikhail breaks the awkwardness with maybe the wildest line of the episode. It's cool. He's, he's like, I think Saeed's, like, talking about, like, you know, we used to have a sailboat, but the hostels took it. At least we got to kill one of them in the process, mm-hmm. making unblinking eye contact with Mikhail. Pretty rude. Pretty rude. You know that's his friends. That's his friends, and that's what tips Mikhail over the edge. He says, "He says, <laughs> why do we both continue to play this little game when we both know that it's moved on to the next stage?" And then he throws the iced tea at Saeed's head and misses horribly. He misses point blank. <laughs> He's right beside Saeed, and he throws this giant jug at him, 
and he can't hit him. He cannot hit him. He's so <laughs> stupid. It's the lack of depth perception. Yeah, old depth perception, <laughs> man. <laughs> My God. Uh, um. So, in the ensuing tussle, uh. I think they managed to get the upper hand. Uh-huh. Uh, Said manages. Said and Kate both managed to kick Mikhail's ass, and um, uh, and by the time he's already subdued, Locke like po- po- comes out of the chess room like with a gun, confused like, like, "What did I miss? What's going on?" Yeah. Before we move on, uh-huh. there's one scene that I want to mention that is completely twisted. Uh, Mikhail like checks up on Locke uh-huh. before he goes to make iced tea. He checks up on Locke playing the chess game and says, don't waste your time. Uh, I've been playing that thing for 10 years. It was made by a bunch of grandmasters and also it cheats. Can't be beaten. Don't even worry about it. And Locke says, <laughs> Locke replies by saying, well, you know, uh, I've played a lot of computers and computers don't cheat. It's part of what makes being human so, so fascinating. And Mikhail just leaves without saying a word. Just yeah. says, "All right, <laughs> this guy's too much." Guy. I'm, I, I mean, I'm the Russian guy with the eye patch in the woods, and, and even he is too much for me. I may be spinning a yarn of lies about the Dharma Initiative and their whole history. Yeah, but this guy, I'm just gotta say, fuck off to this guy. <laughs> yeah, I will be damned if the last words I hear before my death are this man's pothead philosophy. Fucking. <laughs> 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 Dude, you ever think about how video games don't cheat? Dude. But we can cheat with a video game. Dude. I just, oh, man. That's, being a human, it's so cool, man. Dude. (laughs) Anyways, Locke loves to game. That's essentially what he does. Locke's a gamer now. He's an idiot. He's an an idiot (laughs) and a gamer. He's my favorite dipshit gamer. Dipshit gamer. That's uh, my YouTube channel. Dipshit underscore gamer. Yeah. <laughs> underscore 420. Half of the videos are me gaming. Ha- the other half are me diffing shit and things. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds monetizable. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of videos where you think I'm gaming, but then you find out that I was actually diffing shit and things. There's uh, my most popular one is where I... D- get my character in Grand Theft Auto to dip some shit. <laughs> what an intricate mod that must be. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> a million dollars spent on a Grand Theft Auto yeah. mod where you can make one of the heroes of Grand Theft Auto dip shit into something. <laughs> but it was worth it because I, I got 700 views. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, new record. A new record for me. It's just growing. <laughs> it's just growing. Uh, it is. Honestly, you got to make content. You got to make contact. What? Content. Oh, content. Contact. I was <laughs> like, with who? <laughs> <laughs> with the people. My God. With the people with your shit content. With my shitty, shitty content. With your, sh- with your dipshit underscore gamer content. <laughs> so what happens now? Mikhail is like tied up on the floor. Yes. Uh, And... And Saeed's like, we, go- we got to scour the whole place because what if there's someone else? 
And Locke says, well, I looked over every nook and cranny of this place. No, you didn't. You just played chess for a... Yeah, for you a lo- literally, literally only played, played chess. almost an entire game of chess. Got immediately distracted by chess. Uh, <laughs> 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 by chess? <laughs> like, you couldn't, like... you. It wasn't like, ah, oh, this knife closet is <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Because yeah, Locke loves knives. Locke notorious chess fiend oh like my god what in the world are you talking about anyways log is like well i love chess so much well, i'm a chess guy and and Sayid says you didn't check every nook and cranny and then dramatically whoops over the rug on the ground and reveals a hatch down there and so lock is tasked with keeping an eye on mikhail tied uh-huh. up Keeping two eyes on him, ideally. Ideally. And Saeed and Kate descend into the basement. Uh, They descend into the basement, and they find a bunch of of Dharma shit. Some Dharma shit. They find a bunch of Dharma shit, and they also find a bunch of C4 wired everywhere. Uh They're like, that's weird. Uh Uh-oh. They also find a lady. A lady. Remember Ms. Clue? No. Uh, She was... In that one Michael episode, she was, like, interrogating Walt about it. She was, like, uh, interrogating Michael about Walt, rather. Yeah. She's just a mystical lady. Yeah, just just a lady who's an other. Yeah. Uh, and she's here. Here she is. Uh, anyways, upstairs, meanwhile, uh, <laughs> Locke literally immediately abandons his one job to go play more chess. I'm not joking. He just leaves. There's this guy on the ground. Um, who is has tried to kill them already? Yes, tried um, to kill them multiple times. Yeah, they ha- yeah he shot Saeed, mm-hmm. then tried to kill Saeed again. Um, your friends took care of him while you played chess. Your task was just looking at him, looking at him, and keeping a gun upon him. Maybe, but Locke just goes and plays chess. Goes and plays chess, and Im- like, how horny for chess can you <laughs> it's be? Insanity. I look as a self-professed gamer. Uh huh. I love to game at all hours of the day. Uh huh. It's like live, breathe, sleep game kind of deal for me. <laughs> <laughs> but even still, sometimes something takes precedent. It's also really funny. It would be very funny to me if it was like the newest game on the market. Totally. Lock gets distracted by Fortnite or some shit. Oh hell! By yes. Apex Legends or some shit. By Tony Hawk's. <laughs> Tony Hawk Underground. Instead, it's just chess. It's and chess. it's not even like a chess board or anything. It's literally like chess. He has to fucking like he has punch to type. In. He has to type in yeah. like an obscure code to denote like fucking rook to C4 or whatever. Yeah. And then hit enter. But that's like Locke's type of thing. Yeah. I feel like that's right up Locke's alley. That's, uh, yeah. The that's lonely fair. middle-aged man. Yeah. Thing. He definitely had a chess thing installed on every single device. He yeah, had. I think so. He had chess on his flip phone, for sure. On his Palm Pilot. Mm-hmm. And his Blackberry. And his Blackberry. So, uh, ch- <laughs> chess. Uh, Locke wins the chess game. Can you believe it? He wins. Uh, <laughs> go on, go on. He, he uh, uh, he wins the chess game, and he's so happy about it. He's just the happiest we've ever seen Locke in the entire history of the show. And it, then the chess game goes nuts. The chess game dismisses itself. And what comes up but a full, high-quality VHS video 
of the Dharma Initiative man. I forget his name. Pierre Chang. Miles' dad. Yeah. He's there, and he says, you've unlocked the communications code. To communicate with the mainland, press 1, 2. To do this other thing, press 3, 4. It's effectively he's on hold, yeah. right? But fucking the guy is actually saying all these things. So the way that you communicate in this thing is by beating a computer at chess. And then, and then a video pops up. A full motion video pops up on this fucking Commodore 64. Yeah, from 1971. There is not a more... You really couldn't come up with a more efficient way of like doing your emergency communication. It's insanity. And it goes on like this. And, you know, uh, basically, Locke says, I want to communicate with the mainland. Boop. Oh, but... And then the video goes, the, the satellite dish is down. If this is due to a technical error, press this. If this is due to a hostile incursion, enter 7-7. But before he can enter 7-7, Mikhail knife is... Knife to his throat. Throw a knife to his throat and says, don't even make a move, buddy. And Locke is like, wow, I should have watched you. I should have watched you. Uh, I'm a freaking idiot. I just want to state, all in one go, the Dharma Initiative's system... For the emergency situation where you're, where the station has been irreversibly taken over by hostiles uh-huh. is you have to go beat chess. You have to play a whole game of chess. And then go to this and then go through this long ass system of full videos. You have to attempt to make communication first. Yes. And the communication must fail. Yes. And then you can do this emergency failsafe where the hostiles have incurred. Uh-huh. Like after watching the videos. After watching the video, I also want to stress, how are these videos, where are these videos coming where from? Where are they being held? What yeah. is this? I want to see the fucking laser disc that's holding these files. Yeah, exactly. Give me that floppy. Fucking. But it's cool. It's Whatever. It. It has, like, a dramatic effect uh-huh. of, like, what's the point of this chess game? Oh, this is the point of this chess game. Cool. It's a weird workaround. Yeah. It's not believable. It's not believable, but it's, like, goofy. It's, it's like, a good balance of, like, a goofy lost. Yeah. It's very it's top-tier goofy, goofy lost, I think. Not top-tier, but, like. Ghost. Yeah. Ghost. Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. I love that guy. That guy is great. Um, so, uh, Mikhail's got Locke hostage. Said and Kate have Miss Clue hostage. This escalates. They go outside. Everybody's tense. They're sh- everyone's shouting at each other. Uh, Miss Clue and Mikhail are shouting at each other in Russian. It's all happening so fast. And then the lady says, just do it, Mikhail. And Mikhail shoots, shoots Miss Clue. Clue. And then I think tries to shoot himself as well. Yeah. But before he can do that, he's wrestled to the ground and taken prisoner again. So... Uh, Danielle comes back, Saeed comes back, they've got Mikhail, and they're like, we've got our ticket to our next stop. And, uh, Mikhail says, fuck you, I'm not telling you shit. And Saeed says, no, 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 I didn't say that. I've got a map, I pulled a map from all the Dharma bullshit downstairs. Don't even worry about it. I know where to go next. Uh, and then Locke and Kate come through, and Locke's like, mm, I know why you didn't want me to beat your little chess game. And then, guess what? The fucking station blows up. It all up. blows up. It blows up. It's crazy. Uh, that's what happens when you enter 77, I guess. It blows the whole thing up. Why? So that they don't have to go back there again. <laughs> Weird. So that they don't have to fucking, like... I think that's just literally an easy way for them to be like... Because if they can be like, 
be like, mm, I wonder if there's some there's some source of information at the uh-huh. barn house. We station. could go back to the barn house and get look some, for something. Get some valuable information, I yeah. bet. Instead, they just blow it up. The writers do. I mean, Locke That's does. That's stupid. Locke does because it's probably the stupidest thing of the episode. Yeah. A pretty fine and fun episode that is ended by a very dumb decision. Yeah, it's dumb. And oh, then, well, and that's fine. the en- that's the end of the episode. Yeah, there's one uh, side plot. There is a side plot. You're right, and it's a really good side plot. It's pretty good. Uh, Hurley was gone, or not Hurley, um, our protagonist. Our protagonist Sawyer was gone, but he's back now. Yeah. But guess what? While he was gone, all this stuff that he famously stole has gotten taken. Famously. Infamously. Uh, and everybody's using it, and he says, "That's my copy of Guns and Ammo." <laughs> Uh, and then he says, and then also, uh, he notices some people setting up a ping pong table uh-huh. and he says, goodness gracious me, you guys <laughs> forgot that I r- run, these are all my things and you all took them and that's no fair. You idiots. You give it dumbasses. back. This is also where Nikki and Paolo show up. They're uh-huh. all, they're just kind of like around for this whole bit. They have his things and they egg him on. Yes. They egg him on. Uh, basically they for some reason agree to play Sawyer agrees to play Hurley for a game of ping pong. Uh-huh. At this. Where if he wins mm-hmm. Sawyer gets all his stuff back. Mm-hmm. If he loses, Sawyer can't call anyone a nickname for a week. Yes. Um <laughs> Damn. This really this kind of occurs to me where there was an other heavy side does a torture episode and it's like a lot of morality stuff. Uh-huh. With a B plot where Sawyer and Hurley have a funny adventure together. Yeah, it's pr- I guess it's a Th- where they technique. go to find a frog and yeah. go on a on a funny frog adventure. <laughs> I like this one better. This one's better. This one feels more grounded in like a real thing. Totally. Yeah. The stakes are not like like the stakes are human. They're not like fucking huge. I can see it happening mm-hmm. somewhat. And you get to see. Uh, Hurley apparently domes Sawyer. He kills Sawyer. He ki- kills Sawyer, comes back, and says something very funny, which is, like, it didn't look, it looks like that last slam I did didn't do any permanent damage to your head. My Just God, roast Hurley. Sawyer. Let the man be. And then he says, here's some of your stuff back. I know you're the kind of guy that needs to have stuff. And you know what else? Kate's gonna be fine, dude. Don't worry about it. Aww. Aww. Uh, and then s- says, Dip, don't forget, can't call me Tubby or whatever. You got to call me Hurley. And or Hugo. Or Hugo. And it's a nice little thing. It's yeah. a nice little bit of levity. It's a good B-plot. It's a good B-plot. It's a pretty all right episode, wouldn't you say? It's not bad. It's not bad it's at all. It's good lost. It's good lost. Very uneven. One of the best scenes we've ever Very seen. Very uneven. Yeah. One of the best scenes we've ever seen, mixed with one of the weirdest plot devices we've ever seen, which it's is the, the dumbest lock has ever been. It's definitely pretty dumb of lock. Yeah. To just be like, I'm gonna enter seventy seven, fucking whatever. Just that he plays chess instead of doing anything. Yeah. Why would that be the way that he is? Because I guess the script says we can't have a no- knowledgeable source of information anymore. Yeah. Only for one episode. My God. Uh, anyways, as I'm sure we're all aware, this episode raised many questions. Uh-huh. Do you have any answers? Uh, well, Lostpedia... I have answers. Uh, Lostpedia has been kind enough to compile these questions and answers for us. Uh-huh. So, question raised by this episode, one of them. What was the nature of the Purge? They just wanted to kill the Dharma people to take over their place? 
yes, indeed. Uh, and then they buried all of their corpses in a pit. Yeah, <laughs> cool. Who initiated the war between Dharma and the Hostiles? I bet it was the Hostiles. Uh, ambiguous, but the others have consistently shown a pattern of being territorial on the island, hostile to any intruders. But they also assert that the intruding parties fired the first shots. Regardless of who shot first, both the Hostiles and Dharma attempted pacifism, soon agreeing to a truce. Weird. So, the answer is not really kind of complicated. No one, yeah. N- th- probably no ambiguous. Ambiguous, effectively. How much did the Dharma and the Hostels know about one another? I don't know. What? That's a very broad <laughs> Why question. Why is that in this episode's that, questions? That's a very good question. Maybe this is just one of the first episodes that tries to like address the relationships yeah, between Dharma be, and the Hostels because yeah. they're both just kind of like these distinct things. For a while, people, like, think that the others are, like, left over from Dharma, right? Uh-huh. Like, it's not really clear that they're, like, a separate thing. I don't know. I guess they know a bit about it. Ambiguous? <laughs> Actually, not ambiguous, but long and kind of odd. Uh, it doesn't appear that the hostels were ever particularly familiar with the secret going-ons of Dharma. Most of their later knowledge seems to have been pioneered by Ben's defection and the overtaking of the Dharma facilities under his leadership. On the other hand, Dharma seemed just as mystified with the hostels, but they were able to garner some information from interrogations, including knowledge that the hostels worshipped an island deity named Jacob. Weird. Weird. And uh, final cue for you. Uh Uh-huh. Why did Locke enter 77? Why'd he do it? Because it was taken over by hostels. I mean, true. But the long answer is Locke is trying to blow up all possible means of contact with the outside world, both believing that the survivors need to make a commitment to the island, a commitment to the island, Uh as well as believing that it is the only place that he is safe from his father. What? What? (laughs) Excuse me? You know what's crazy about that? What? His father comes to the island. His father comes to the... Yeah, Fucking, like, great job, dingus. He isn't safe from his father. Maybe if I blow up everything on the island, my dad won't come back. But his dad came. The opposite. Let that be a lesson to all of you people who are trying to blow things up to escape from your dad. (laughs) Your dad will come. Your dad will come through. No matter where you are. No matter where you are. Uh, I suppose that's the episode, isn't it? That's the episode. Uh, It was fine. It was was all right. It was was good. a lot of peaks, a lot of valleys. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe one of the most, like, inconsistent episodes we've seen yeah. in both directions. It was so good, and the lock chest thing disappoints me. Yeah. Uh, th- I mean, that's just lost in a microcosm, huh? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, for our next episode, what do you say we figure it out? I went on random.org, mm-hmm. did 1 to 60, press generate. I got 38. 38. Season 4, episode 10. Something nice back home. Something nice back home. It's a Jack episode, don't Let's you know? Let's watch it next week. Next week, we're going to have to watch it. Uh, that's been this show. Thank you for listening. Uh, you can follow me, Bean, at Barrier Trio. Follow me at, at James Brown. Uh, you can follow the show, facebook.com slash the Island Shuffle, or twitter.com at Island Shuffle. Uh, we are hosted on noiseface.xyz, which is a podcast network hosted by friend of the show, Matt. Uh, full of great podcasts. Uh, my voice is shot, so I'm not going to list them all. <laughs> but they're all good. Trust me, they're a delight. 
Um, if you like us, definitely check it out. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's the whole deal, isn't it? That's it. That's us. That's us, baby. Uh, see you again soon. See you, we'll see you soon. Hey, sooner than later. Sooner than you can say hot potato. Oh, hot potato. Well, we're back. It's the next episode. <laughs> uh, just, just kidding. We've got to wrap this one up first and foremost by saying what we always say.